Take your Bible, if you would, please, to the book of Colossians tonight. Not going to keep you long. Chapter number one. As you know, if you read uh, the first verse of the first chapter, you'll find that the Apostle Paul is the author of the book of Colossians. And uh, some say it was written around about 61 A.D. And most generally, all the books of the Bible were written for a purpose. In a lot of cases, the books were written to alert the members of the church concerning heresy. For instance, the book of 1 Corinthians was written to alert the church that there was a lot of babies in Christ in the membership. Carnality had crept in and they were arguing about favorite preachers going to law with one another before the unsaved. <clears throat> Fornication openly observed in the church and many of them were puffed up about it and then the tongues, heresy, and so forth and so on. So when the books of the Bible were written, they were written for a purpose. And in your Bible study, I would encourage you, when you read a book, discover its purpose. And if you'll discover the purpose, then you will more readily comprehend and understand what God is trying to say to you. Does that make sense? So heresy had creeped in the church at Colossae. And uh, the form of heresy was not foreign today. The heresy that had begun to creep in was uh, the exaltation of mysticism. Meditation, dreams, visions. Also, the heresy encompassed the elevation of ceremonial rites in the church, which we call today pragmatism, accomplishing spiritual ends by carnal means. Today we need less organization and more power of God. Today we need less carnality and more spirituality. We need to come to the conclusion that this is a spiritual business, not a physical business. And also there creeped in the church in the form of, of secret or hidden knowledge or psychiatry. The big trend today is to elevate these three factors in the church. And if we're not careful, we'll forget to pray and do it ourselves. If we're not careful, we get so busy, we'll forget to pray and even forget to read his word. If we're not careful, we'll put a sign outside of our church, we can handle this job all by ourselves. 
if we're not careful, at our homes, we might just scoot God out and scoot us in. I'm, I'm not saying we've done that. I'm just saying we need to be careful. And because of a misunderstanding and a misrepresentation of what Christ is and who Christ is, all of these things begin to creep in. Either Christ is sufficient for all of my needs or he's not sufficient for any of my needs. And because Christ is no longer sufficient for our needs, now we need counseling, medicine, encouraging seminars, retreats. I think we Baptists are the best retreaters in the world. Don't you think it's about time we charged? Amen. In your own life, now answer this, and don't get mad at me. In your own life, have you begun to retreat or charge? Let me read for you. Colossians chapter number one, and, and, and aren't you glad that I only preach once a week now? I can see that on your face. <laughs> I said, preacher, we don't like you double dipping like this. Now let's read God's book, all right? Let's read, I think, probably the most powerful scripture in God's word, at least one of the most powerful. Paul writes to this church who has allowed this form of secularism, humanism, materialism, creep in their mindset. And now people are more worried about 50-foot square property, a four-bedroom house, two-garage, two-car garage, an air conditioning. More worried about that than sinners going to heaven. We'd have to say we're guilty. Please don't get mad at me. We have to say we're guilty. Amen. So warned, Paul warns this church. And he says in verse number nine, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, Think maybe you could write amen after any of them verses. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Redeemed, oh, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by the infinite mercy, his child 
and forever I am. Redeemed, oh yes, redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Man, that'd make a Methodist shout, amen. Redeemed. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he can't help me with my puny little financial needs. We have more faith in the prescription the doctor writes than we do the great physician who created all things for him and by him. Oh. Can you see when folk stop seeing Christ as sufficient, all these other things begin to creep into our thinking. Amen? Tonight I just wonder do we need counseling or deliverance? Does the alcoholic tonight need counseling or do they need delivered by the power of an omnipotent creating God? You young people who's looking for a mate, do you need harmony, dark, calm, or do you need the one that God picked out for you? Hmm? Well, I, I need to hurry because it looks like it's getting late. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. How many of you believe that? Don't, don't you think it'd be good if we started living like it? Wouldn't it be something if we'd start believing this book? And he is the head of the church, head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that him that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of the cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you. That were sometime alienated and enemies in the mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. The sufficiency of Christ. I really believe, honestly, I don't say I practice it, I don't say that I'm the living example, but I really believe that Christ is sufficient in all areas. For instance, if you would please, may you bear with me just a moment tonight. Look at verse 11. He's sufficient in strength. Watch this in verse 11. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. I believe that my Lord is sufficient 
in strength. Verse 13 and 14, he's sufficient in salvation. Look at this, verse 13 and 14. Who hath delivered us uh, from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of a dear son in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You see, I don't need water to wash away my sins. They've been washed away in the precious blood of Christ. I don't need some potate or some preacher to write my name in the Lamb Book of Life because Jesus wrote it there when I bowed my knee and gave my heart to Christ. I don't need Brother Jay to help build my mansion in heaven. Bless God, the master carpenter of all eternity is now building one on Hallelujah Boulevard just down the throne from God reserved for me in heaven because of the blood of my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen now? I believe he's sufficient in strength. I believe he's sufficient in Revelation, verse 15. Notice, if you would please, the Bible says, and I believe it, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Now, folks, if you want to know what God looks like, you'll have to look at him through Jesus Christ. He is the very image of the, of the almighty God. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you'll never be able to see a spirit, but thank God, the spirit became flesh and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Can anybody say amen before I have a heart attack? Amen, buddy. Sufficient in power. Sufficient in salvation. Sufficient in revelation. Thank God if I want to know God, I don't need to go through Muhammad or Buddha or anybody else. Jesus Christ is all the God I need. Aren't you glad of that? You don't have to bow to any gods. Bless your heart. He's the only true God. He in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He's sufficient in revelation. Verse 16, he's sufficient in creation. Verse number 16, the Bible says, for by him were all things created. The end settled. If your daddy was a tadpole, that's your fault. But thank God that my daddy was not a tadpole or a baboon. He acted like it sometime, I suppose, and I inherited some of those traits. But thank God, I was created by the hand of an omnipotent, all-wise, almighty, all-sufficient God. And one of these days, I'm going to get a body like His glorious body, and I'll live forever in a place created made of pure gold and solid crystal. You'd say, well, you're, you're, you're an idiot, I know, but I'm having more fun than you smart folk. He's sufficient in knowledge, verse number 17. Verse number 17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Sufficient, yes, he is in strength. Sufficient, yes, he is in salvation. Sufficient as he is in revelation, in creation, and in knowledge in verse number 17. 
He's sufficient in power. There just ain't nothing he can't do. There's no disease he cannot heal. There's no marriage he cannot fix. There's no hate that he cannot overrun with love. And there's no sinner too mean for him to save. He's sufficient in power. He's sufficient in the church. Verse 18, the Bible said he's the head of the church, head of the body, the church. How many believe that? And that in him should, he should not have all preeminence. He's also sufficient in peace. Verse 20, the Bible says, And having made peace through the blood of the cross, thereby we take valiums, uppers and downers, and inners and outers, and smoke and drink and raise hell, just so we'll have peace. God help us. God help us. He can create a universe and uphold it by the word of his power. And he can't give us peace. We're as nervous as a pack of rats and grasshoppers sitting in the middle of a freeway with our hopper broken. We don't know what in the world we're going to do. And we're saved. 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 Redeemed. Dear Lord, forgive us for thinking you're such a little God. And he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. Trust in the Lord Jehovah for in him is everlasting strength. Uh, can you say amen? I'm glad that I've got peace tonight. Amen. Uh, I got so much peace every time I go home. I take my white hanky and put it on my radio earl. When I drive down the driveway, I'm surrendering to ginger. Folks saying, I wonder why the preacher's got that white hanky on his, on his, on his radio aerial. Because I've got peace. I've buried the hatchet with the wife. We don't fight anymore. Because I'm too old to fight. I'm a peaceful man. I've been saved. Amen. Amen. He's sufficient in reconciliation in verse 21. Oh, yes, one time I was an enemy of God. I was. I hated the church. I hated preachers. I hated everything that was right because I stood for everything that was bad. I liked booze. <clears throat> I didn't like the Bible. I liked fighting. I didn't like having peace. I liked doing what all the other folks did who were lost and out of cohorts with God. But one day I got saved and God reconciled all of that and put me back on solid ground. The Bible said I waited patiently under the Lord and he inclined under my cly and he lifted me up out of a horrible pit and set my feet on a solid rock and established our going and put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. And many shall see it and trust in the Lord. Yes, he's sufficient in his reconciliation. Aren't you glad of that? Now listen to me. If you're saved, you have Christ. If you're saved, you have Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit within your being. If you're saved, you are in Christ. Thusly, you have everything that Christ has. You can do what Christ can do. 
if you are saved and Christ is sufficient, then why aren't you also sufficient in Christ? You got a pen. You got a pencil. I know you got a cell phone. Can you type? Write down, if you would, please, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, I mean, chapter 1 and verse 3. And it says, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertaineth to godliness. Everything that I need to walk with Christ, to be like Christ, to have power with Christ, everything that I need, God has already given it to me in the all-sufficient, all-powerful, all-creator God, Jesus Christ. Would you pin down for me 1 Corinthians 1.30? And it says, But of him are you in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Did you get that? Everything you need, you got in Christ. Unless you've let some false heresy that the world has been propagating slip into your mindset and Christ is no longer sufficient, but now you need a little Colorado Kool-Aid, maybe a little marijuana, maybe a little Valium. I don't know what you need. But if you're saved, I know what you've got. I thought this would be pretty good, kind of going over. Not too good tonight. But if he is sufficient in strength, then he's sufficient to give me strength to do what he's called me to do. If he's sufficient in salvation, I don't need anything else. Christ is all I need. Christ is all I need. If he's sufficient in redemption and revelation, creation and knowledge and wisdom and so forth and so on, jot down Ephesians 1 and 30, please. Where I read for you, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Man, why would you walk around with a frown on your face if you've got all spiritual blessings at your disposal? Huh? Somebody asked me, how you feeling? That don't make any difference. What I got's a fact, Jack, not a feeling. <laughs> Can you say amen? You say, what if you die? I check out here, I check in there. And I leave this one here and get me a brand spanking new one that's not going to waste away. All the teeth is there. Going to be eating fish in heaven. Jot down Hebrews 10 and 14 for me. 
And the Bible said, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How long? Won't you act like it? A preacher, you don't understand what's going on in my life. No, but I understand who you have in your life. And I don't know what you're doing with him. And I don't know what you're allowing him to do with you. But I know one thing. He's either sufficient in all things or he's not sufficient in anything. Amen and amen. Jot down for me, if you would, please, just another verse. Uh, it'd be Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. And it should say something like this, and ye are complete in him. Did you hear that? <laughs> you ain't looking at no halfway job. You're looking at a complete job. Huh? What's wrong? Did I lose something? Well, you know how these... These contraptions are breaker, breaker one night. Got it? Pick it. Would you quit pulling that string and pulling that off my tie, please? A guy that is as complete and as sufficient as I am don't need to be dropping his mic right in the middle of the sermon. Well, is there anybody here who believes the Word of God? First, I want to talk to you about a fact. In 10 minutes, I'm going to talk to you about the failure. And then I want to talk to you for just a minute about our focus. Now, here's a fact. You ready for a fact? This is a fact, Jack. To be saved is to have Christ. Is that a fact? Now, let, let, let's nail it down. To be saved is to have Christ. To be saved is to have Christ have us. Is that, does that sound about right? So if you're saved tonight, when you go home, you're taking Christ home with you. Before you go to bed tonight, and after you go to bed tonight, Christ will be with you everywhere you go. He's your daily companion, your moment-by-moment inhabitant. Everywhere you go, Christ is with you. Then to have Christ, now don't, don't miss this. If he's our sanctification, if he's our Wisdom, if he's our strength, if he's our all in all, then why park him out in the garage when you go into the house? The fact is tonight, and I wish we could get this, the fact is tonight, you're not in this by yourself. The fact tonight is, it ought not be all about you. 
If we are saved, we are dead to sin. And alive to Christ and what he is in us, we have at our disposal. And that means, bless your heart, if he has all strength, then I must have the strength to do that which he's called me to do. See, God does not save people and them still be afraid to testify of his wonderful grace. When the Spirit of God came upon Samson, he wasn't scared of a thousand Philistines or 30 Philistines, or the lion. How can we be Christian and have Christ and be afraid to tell somebody how wonderful he is? Well, I would do it, but I'm scared. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought he was all strength. Now, don't get mad at me, because I'm about done. Well, I just don't know what I should do. I thought he was all wisdom. Well, I just don't know. I tell you, I just, I just feel so uneasy. I thought he was our comfort. Well, I just don't know. I just, I just as nervous as a cat in a funeral in a room full of rocking chairs. I thought he was our peace. Well, I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I thought he was our purpose. And I don't know why I'm so down today. I thought he was our joy. Could it be we've let something else slip in? Could our church be as guilty as that church in Colossae that allowed these things of the world to slip in? I just wonder, Christianity should be an all-sufficient relationship with an all-sufficient Jesus Christ. Is that right? Well, if you don't believe that, we just need to take that out of the Bible. Now, here's the failure of the church of Colossians. Now, here, here's the failure. The failure to understand what I've been trying to tell you of Christ's sufficiency has opened the door to all kinds of heresy such as false doctrine. If you watch any TV preaching, it will unfit you for a whole lot of Bible reading. Amen. Did you know, I cannot find one place in the Gospels where God ever used a miracle to save anybody? Miracles were not for salvation, it was for vindication. But because... We've allowed these things to creep in. It's 28 minutes after the hour, so I want to keep you 
and our team's not swimming till tomorrow. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if they're even going to swim or not. But now listen to me. Because of our failure of believing the Bible when it says Christ is our sufficiency, we began to depend on other things and camouflaged it as Christianity, such as psychology. Watch most of the guys preach on television. They don't preach the Bible. It's psychological principles camouflaged within the pages of the Bible. Everybody likes to hear about psychology. They really do. We're hung up on psychology. And everybody listened to old Smiley down in Houston for a little while. And just listen to him. I don't care whether you get mad at me or not for talking about old Smiley. He don't preach enough Bible to put in a thimble. Psychological principles. Pragmatism. Fill it up. We don't need the power of God. We got such a good smile, they'll buy our books anyhow. You say, well, you ought not be talking. Look, we pay the bills here. And that sign says Baptist and got a B, big B on it. It's going to stay that way. Why? Because we're right. Some of you folk look at me, we're right? Yeah. Ain't that a surprise? Surprise, surprise, surprise. We believe the Bible. Amen. God bless you, Brother Wilton Barter. You may die tonight, but bless God, keep it going anyhow. The failure. The failure is to realize that our sufficiency is in Christ. Paul preached it. All the disciples preached it. Christ preached it. And the Bible teaches it, so why in the world shouldn't we believe it? You see? I remember one time years ago, Godly School District called us and said that our daughter needs counseling. I said, you're not talking about Amanda, are you? Yeah, Amanda needs counseling. I said, did you ever read Psalms chapter 1? Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't you even imagine you're going to tell my daughter anything, right or wrong. I married a psychologist. Her name is Ginger. If she needs any counseling, we'll counsel our kids. You're welcome. Well, what are you going to use? The inerrant, infallible, eternal Word of God. That's what I'm going to use. You say, did it work? No. She married Craig, didn't she? And he run everything. Then she had Ben. (laughs) Our failure is when we stop believing 
the word of God that Jesus Christ was wise enough to lead us, was smart enough to teach us, powerful enough to keep us, and we started depending on this other junk from the outside world. Somebody asked me, is what you got fatal? Eventually. I got a bad case of sin. Huh? And the wages of sin is death. But I'm glad uh, that there's a conjunction in the English language. And a conjunction is that part of speech that ties the next phrase to the last one. And it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that makes it sufficient. Amen and amen. So our focus now in the church is not on the facts any longer, but our focus has changed From satisfying God to satisfying people. And today the church is majoring on, listen now, listen to me, is majoring on people and not God. We are not coming to church to entertain people. And we're not coming to church to satisfy people. We come to church to satisfy God and to worship Jesus Christ and to get our lights lit, bless your heart, and get fueled up, ready to go for another week of telling people how wonderful and sufficient our Savior really is. But instead, we're majoring. We're focusing not on God and on a sufficient Christ. We're majoring on people and their problems. Whatever we can do to help you with your problem, you see. And the results is before us today. Counseling has replaced preaching soul winning and prayer. Now, God bless you. I'm so glad for counselors. And I'm glad that we have available to you counselors. And we'll make it available to you if we may and if we can. But if we're not careful as a church, we'll slide into this thing and begin to depend more on counselors than we do the deliverance of an all-sufficient Christ. Amen. Amen. If you need whatever you need, but I'll, I'll, I'll help you get whatever you need. I really will. And I'll make available anything we can to that. But may I say to you today that now we are going to seminars producing counselors instead of preachers. Just turn on your television and listen to them. They don't preach anymore. No, sir, nobody wants to be yelled at. 
That's why there's empty places here tonight. They only want to be yelled at once a week. And they thought Andrew was preaching tonight, and Andrew gets beside himself and yells a lot. I don't do that. I'm more of a monotone kind of guy. And, uh, and so I, I just say to you tonight that maybe the same problem that happened at Colossae, the same thing, they forgot Christ's sufficiency. And these things begin to creep in, if you would please. You know what psychology is? Psychic means self. Ology means science. Study of self. Study of self. The science of the soul. That's what psychology is. And everybody in the day is all hooked on it because it produces people who are in the know. They know more about what's wrong with you than you do. And they'll charge you a dollar and a half a minute to tell you that they know more about you than you do. But suicide in psychology is the highest of any professional field in the world. The study of self. Do you know what the Bible is? It's a study of mankind. Summed up, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, summed up, there's none righteous, no, not one. Summed up, they're rotten from the sole of their foot to the top of their head. There's no soundness in them. But, Surely, as advanced as we are, there must be a little bit of good in us. So all we have to do is spark that little ember of good and won't be long till it'll be a large flame. Thusly, we don't need deliverance. We don't need a Savior. We don't need a God. We are a Savior ourselves. Are we having fun yet? I just wonder, are we having fun yet? Psychology. Well, let's go home. Then there's that deal where that the church at Colossae had began to elevate ceremony. You know, you got to have your program just right. You know, start with prayer, a song, shake hands, two songs, offering, special, preacher, done, quarter to, quarter to 11, almost done, ceremony, ceremony. Ceremony. Hmm? Pragmatism. Let's just get it done even if God don't come. We're going to have service even if God does stay the house. And we'll just get satisfied with nothing. No shouting, no praising, no laughing, no praising God, no hallelujahs, no thank God, 
nothing done, nothing experienced. Preacher, time to go. Yes, we're going to miss the line down at the restaurant. Hello, is anybody here? You say, now who in the world would try to accomplish a spiritual meet through a carnal lens? Oh, his name is Abraham and her name is Sarah. God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a blessing. And your son will be the heir to a nation. Well, Abraham and Sarah got in a little hurry, did you not? I said, did you not? Have you ever got ahead of God? I thought I said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of the They shall run and not be ready. Just walk and not faint. But Abraham and Sarah got tired of waiting on God. So they whooped up their own little plan to accomplish a spiritual end. And had a Ishmael ahead of an Isaac. You say, what did that do? The Bible said Ishmael will be a wild man. You got anybody to run around blowing up people? Shooting people? Inhumane? Chopping heads off? Do you have any? You know what happens when you try to get ahead of God? The only reason we do that is because we get known that Christ is sufficient. And that led us to the last thing, mysticism. I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I feel. I just feel like it's God's will that I do this. What? I just feel like I'm being led of God. Why? Because I've been meditating on it. I've been praying on it. And I saw a vision the other night. Uh, angel stand at the foot of my bed uh, with a sign that said, you do this. Check your pizza. Those anchovies will do it every time. Hmm? Mysticism, I think, I feel, I know. I, I just, I, 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 you know, everybody, Baptist doing yoga. Just, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, you know. Spiritual reality and truth is achieved apart from human intelligence and natural senses. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care how it looks. I don't care who questions it. I just feel that's what I ought to do. Really? The God in Fort Worth is broke. But the God somewhere else has got a lot of money. The God in Fort Worth cannot meet my need, but the God somewhere else can. I just know how I feel. Would you think that after 30 years, I might have run into one stump or two. Would you think maybe in 30 years of preaching, I might have looked in somebody's face that was mad at me? 
and sin all the time I was preaching, I ain't coming back. And I ain't tithing and you'll starve to death. Maybe that's when I ought to said, well, God's done with me here. I guess I'll go someplace else and start another because God can't take care of me here. I just feel, I just feel, no, you're living in a mystic world. And you've done push God's book and God's authority and God's leadership and the Holy Spirit of God plumb out of your life all because our Christ has ceased being sufficient where we are. Could I have an amen. Are you glad I'm done? How many believe that Christ is sufficient? I don't have time to turn, but I read one time, without me, ye can do nothing. But with God, all things. Or what? Hmm? Let's get back to believe in the book. <laughs>